What's going on, good people? Rich here. It's your girl, Ray P. What's going on, everybody? Hey, Thanks for tuning in. in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we back at it again with another episode of We Got Y'all Discussing Your Honor, Part 15. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, if you are, you heard about this from the Culture Garden podcast, um, this is the television feed for that. We do movies and film over there. I say movies and film like they ain't the same thing. We cover films from the culture over on the Culture Garden podcast. And then we started the television feed um, just because Rachel is a TV fool, as she likes to say. Yeah. And there's a lot of good television that we want to discuss. And Your Honor is one of those. So we appreciate y'all chugging this out. We are also doing Harlem on uh, the We Got Y'all feed. So you can hear both shows at the same time. Uh, we've mm-hmm. already released episodes three and four of Harlem. And like yeah. I said, this is part 15 of Your Honor. Um, please remember to subscribe, comment, listen, follow our Instagram page, the Culture Garden Podcast. We do talk back. You know, you can message us. We'll have conversations with you. You can give us some suggestions, some um, some requests of what you want to hear, everything. Yeah. We definitely love having these conversations with you. Um, and it also has our link tree to where you can find all the feeds for our YouTube page, Culture Garden Podcast, and um, we got y'all feed, obviously. So if you know anybody loves television, please let make sure you share this with them. Make sure they subscribe. We do have a lot of television coming for you in 2023. I'm excited to get into all of it. Um, as always, there will be spoilers. So if you have not watched the episode, please go back and watch part 15. Circle back with us and then check us out to join the conversation and um, explicit content. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Directed by Peter Solid. So he took the reins over part 15. Mm-hmm. And this episode was written by Kendall Sherwood, Peter Moffat, and Brandy Nicole, who was a staff writer. Rachel. Yo. Um, we don't discuss these before we have the conversation. Correct. Um, might be a slight text, little, literally one text a piece every now and then after we watch the episode. But I happen to see a comment that you made on Twitter. Yeah. Um, about this episode of Your Honor. I said the ending, whatever you said, and I just told you, like, nigga. That's it. I just said, whoa. That. <laughs> like. Whoa, and hit the hashtag. That's it. We are in fifth gear. Mm-hmm. I know we still have after this. I guess um, five more episodes. Mm-hmm. But they are, it's in full gear, pedal to the metal. Like, we're only going up from here. Like, there's no way to slow this car down at this point. Just given how this episode ended, um, might I add, I called it, but we will talk about it later. Let's go. Tell you there's more to the story. We're going to talk about it later, but um, incredible episode, incredible writing, incredible pace. Um, Favorite but, episode so far? Um, this season or period? This season. The season, yeah. I would have to think about season one, but yeah, easily my favorite episode this far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or this season. And like I said, I think this is just the beginning. This is the beginning of the end. Yeah, because we're not getting a season three. So mm-hmm. now I don't I'm not gonna say that this is the climax. Um, no. but definitely to the top of the rising action. Um of this season. Absolutely. And you know what's is interesting about miniseries is you don't know there it's a miniseries. So it's not like you get this full range where you have six, seven, eight seasons, mm-hmm. and then you know it's the final season. So you kind of know all the storylines that need to wrap up. They can literally wrap up what they decide to. Yeah. And you know, since it is a miniseries, there's no like defined closure for anybody. We don't need to get that. Right. Um, so it's I'm very curious to see it. That's what makes it hard to predict for what's going to happen, because you don't know where they're going to take it. You don't know what the end result of this is going to be. You only the, only the writers know. So I have no idea, like if it's going to be part 18, part 19, when things start to come down the roller coaster mm-hmm. or if it's still going to be going up until midway through the finale. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But that's Ugh. the beauty of it. I have hopes, though. I, I do have hopes. Like, we'll get into it, but I would like to see Eugene survive for real. For mm-hmm. real, 
Yeah. I would like to see Little Mo survive despite what we see happen to him in this episode. Um, not just survive, but thrive. I want to see Gina Baxter taken down. All of the Baxters, except for Fia, um, taken down. I want Charlie to get away. Like, I want him to not go to jail. He and Michael... I think that's done, but there's a part of me that wants them to reconcile at the end or maybe he dies and Charlie says nice words at the funeral, like something. I don't want them to leave it how we left it today or for this episode. That's going to be that's going to be an uphill battle. I'm going to that is it really depends on how things shake out with Charlie. Yeah, and if he's gonna be, if Charlie can walk away from this mm-hmm. without any kind of harm, any kind of jail time, mm-hmm. I think he's more open to at least forgiving Michael and open to understanding of where he's coming from because he understands where he's coming from now, but he doesn't care. Like this is, he got mm-hmm. lied to. At least give me the opportunity to help cover myself. You yeah. trying to do all the work? Michael's trying to do all the work of covering and protecting. Um, I was about to say Clay Davis <laughs> protecting Charlie. Uh-huh. And Charlie's like, yo, this is my life. This I'm a politician. Like you're my best friend since elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like keep it a buck with me. Like don't lie to me. Like let me know what's going on so I can maneuver. I'm a politician. This is what I do. Right. I maneuver through scandal. You know what I, I mean? I taught gotta, you how to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to give me the opportunity to make sure I'm tight. So I yeah. think that plays into it. So it's a big thing. There's nothing worse than being disappointed or hurt by somebody that you least expected it from. Absolutely. Especially when I you were just keeping it. it, when you were just keeping it um, honest. Um, he had a quote, I think he said, where you asked me to disappear a car. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hiding them. Um, I'm covering up for a murder. You know, yep. you asked me to go to a birthday party. I'm around mobsters that can kill me. Uh huh. My greatest time, is you. Yes, like bro, you were my best friend, and I'm literally doing sincere favors. I'm not asking mm-hmm. questions. You sit down and tell me face to face. I need a favor. I need this car to go. Yeah. No questions asked. Leave the keys here. I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These, these details that you're leaving out. These key little pieces of information. That's what's driving the wedge in our relationship. It's not that you want some fuck shit. He, I'm sure this is not the first time Michael's done fuck shit and vice right. versa. I'm sure Charlie's done something to Michael. But when you play on my career and my life, bro, at the same time, federal investigation? That's it. Come on, dog. You I keep telling y'all little black book omission is betrayal because what I in fact do not know can and is hurting me. This is. is my life. Mm-hmm. And you can't out like at that point. I've always looked at it as at that point the damage is done, right? That's it. That's it. Even if the other person doesn't know, the damage is done. Because if it ever comes out, then we're gonna be in the same boat. So I might as well come out to you right now and tell you this is exactly what's going on. Because anything else can be fixed, possibly. Just tell me so I can navigate it. I'm of sound mind. This is how I feel all the time. If you let somebody else tell me some bullshit, you're going to have a much longer day getting me back mm-hmm. on your side with whatever it is. If you tell me, yeah, I'm going to be mad, but I'm more inclined to help strategize with you so that I can cover both of us. Like we both can be covered. We both not going to be out here embarrassed in danger or whatever but now i don't have a choice i'm being blindsided and essentially railroaded in this case because i have to do this i have to save my life now i go from being the people's mayor with a little bit of a few uh stains on my cloak to now i have to be a part of this federal investigation or else the investigation turns on me Mm-hmm. Fucked up, man. It's a lot. And from Michael, if you're Michael, mm-hmm. we said it on our very first episode where we discussed this show. Keep it a buck. That's Everything that happened lie. in season one started from a lie. That's it. It started That's from it. a lie. All of those chains. So we said right then and there, it's easier just to keep it a buck. 
Michael can go to sleep at night knowing better that, hey, I laid out all the information. What you do with it at that point is up to you. Exactly. You talked about owning it. I That's own right. my shit. I own it. If I'm Michael, I own it. I messed up. Yeah. Now you just do what you need to do. If you cut me off, you cut me off. But at least I know it. And I'm not yeah. carrying this with me every single day. So it's a funny little thing. I don't know if it's going to be all the way. It's never going to be what it was. Can't be. But I think we can start making some progress towards it. But let's just stick on Michael. Um, I've broken this down as far as my notes. I've broken it down to Michael. Okay. What he has going on, the Baxters and what they have going on, and then Desire and what they have going on. Okay. Um, my notes aren't structured that way, but I'm all ears and can navigate them. Yeah, let's just <laughs> navigate through that. Let's just let's, <laughs> you want to start with Michael, Desire, or um, the Baxters. Where you want to go? Let's start with Big Mike. Start with Big Mike. So <laughs> we open this we open this episode with Michael walking through the street, very despondent. Yeah. Olivia blowing up his phone, which let me just say right now, if I'm getting those messages, I'm tossing that phone too. Correct. The right um, decision was made. Right decision was made. And we know Michael is a former government official. He knows that that phone's being tracked. Obviously, he's not running from Olivia. He knows that he's going to see her again. But that's his message to her saying, I am done with this. Like, yeah. I had a hell of a night. Like, I literally just had that. I mean, that was some shit off of the first episode of Power. Right. Right, like that basement that he was in with the gun to his head. If anybody remembers the pilot episode of Power, there was a similar scene where Ghost kills somebody. Just some wild shit. Like I'm, I'm, I don't have any time for this. Um, I, I am inclined to agree with you. Michael has to walk through that street, like you said, despondent. That's a great word. Um, he was ready to give up his life in that basement. Let me ask you this. I'm glad you said that because this was on my notes as a question for you. Mm -hmm. When Olivia comes to the house, and I sub the subtle things always excite mm -hmm. me. Um, what I mean is, I love the fact that Michael unlocked the door but didn't open it. Yeah, he did that twice in this episode. I know it's a little small gesture, but that just just a great character, like something it's they wrote in the script to show. Like I'm really not messing with you. Mm -hmm. Um. But there was a moment in that very opening breakfast scene or kitchen scene when she says, tell me something, be honest. Like when, when Jimmy put that gun down, you were relieved, weren't you? Or you were relieved. Mm -hmm. Michael kind of had that look like, A, he didn't answer. The look on his face to me said, you know what? I was relieved and I'm kind of surprised that I was relieved. Yeah. I think Michael up until then, I think he wanted to go. And now he's realizing, like, damn, there's still something in me that has a purpose. And I don't, even, I don't necessarily know what it is. Did you think that? Do you think he, you, well, you last think that since it didn't happen? Like, I guess let me put it like this since Jimmy didn't kill him in that basement, because I kind of, I'm with you. I think that he was ready for it. Yeah. All right. I know we talked about whether or not he was just trying to outsmart him. I don't know, but I think he was ready for it. Mm -hmm. And then since it didn't happen and he was that close to it, I think he might be thinking now, like, hmm. Maybe I still got some some value on this earth. Yeah, I, I do think that. But I think in the basement, he was ready to go. Uh, a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of relief. I think it was more of a situation where you ready to go or you think you ready until it's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we know that while he was in prison, he tried to unalive himself. Okay, that didn't work. I pressed my head to the barrel of a known maniac killer mm -hmm. and he didn't kill me. Okay. But what do I have to live for? You know, I think that there's an element of that. He still does. In fact, he does not feel like he has something quote unquote to live for. But maybe in the lowest of keys, he doesn't actually want to die because you don't know what's on the other side of that. You know, we know that he's not super religious. That was all Robin's situation and her dogma and probably uh, Grandma Elizabeth, you know, but he didn't care about that. So not necessarily a soul thing, but just a what the fuck thing you know right absolutely that makes perfect sense that was very well said and it goes to a conversation that fia and michael had i believe in part 11 or part 12 where um 
she mentions that she missed out on conversations with him and she would want to talk to him about like, what do you think about the afterlife? You know, I think that conversation that they had might be something that he's thinking about now. Like he has no idea what it is. And right. is the unknown that much? Is it worth what I know? The evil that I know now. And to this point, he's still with it. He's still with it. Yeah. I think, um, with all the talk about little Rocco getting baptized and now, Michael having to reconfront ideas of faith that he had probably long abandoned, especially since it wasn't his judge anyways, you know, um, and I think they're Catholic, the Baxters and uh, Conti's essentially because Italian, but you know, that Christianity teaches like you will see your loved ones again. And so I think having all of these discussions, knowing now that, okay, yeah, Adam was baptized. He's probably with Ryan, with Robin, even though I might have killed her. <laughs> really? They are to they are quote unquote together wherever they are, and I'm here alone. Will I see them again on the other side? I don't know. And is not knowing that whether better than knowing that I'm not seeing them, or I can just have aspects of them here on earth i don't know yeah where michael's struggle is i think he's really thinking about all that like i said that face just told me like he was not expecting to feel that way Mm -hmm. he didn't know how to answer that question because he is relieved and he doesn't know why so that's going to be something to keep an eye on a very 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 interesting uh development with him olivia finds out about carmine um, so we'll get to that a little bit more when we talk about the, the the Baxters, but that was one important thing from that meeting with Michael and Olivia in the morning um, that I want to make sure we point out. And I just going back to Rock, to Michael, I think I guess what even more solidifies things is if he really wanted to, if he reached the point where it was over, I think he'd just keep pissing Jimmy off. He keeps yeah. showing up to feel like he told feel like I can't see you anymore. And she asked Bills about her dad. And he said, like, it's just best, but it's really about her dad. Like, that's yeah, really it has it comes to be. To. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. So he, the fact that he's, he knows the person that could take me out, I'm avoiding them. Mm-hmm. That lets me know, all right, Michael still got some, some stuff that he wants to accomplish, accomplish here. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll see what's going on. Um, and speaking of Olivia, we also see Olivia and Charlie working together. Yes. And they kind of working together, pulling the wool over Michael's eyes because Michael's under the belief that Charlie's making that waterfront deal because of his conversation with him. Right. Unaware that Charlie, I'm sure, being the politician that he is, reached out to Olivia, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. That said, was my right, question because I don't know that he's seen Olivia. Yeah, but I think that with him being the mayor, he can ask some questions. Yeah, how I don't know. It has to be very, very delicate because, you know, if you were in the middle of an investigation, even though that's not public knowledge, um, you know, you have to be sure you be careful that whoever you asking isn't digging through their own files and getting their own records. Exactly. Um, But I was very curious as how that played out. I don't I don't know if Olivia reached out to him or if he reached out to Olivia, but they both are aware or at least Olivia is aware that they, um, you know, she wanted to make sure Michael knew or was under the belief that he he set that up. Right. Uh-huh. I, I I'm curious like. as to if she knows that Charlie uh, Charlie agreed to collab cooperate cooperate. I can't talk, but um, I wonder if she knows that Michael did confess everything to Charlie. Um, about the I, investigation, about his role in covering up Rocco's murder. If Olivia is good at her job, which we've discussed that she's not, you have to assume that Michael knows everything. Like that has to be an assumption. Like that has to be. I have to work under the assumption that they know everything about what I've discussed with them the whole night, even if they don't. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You you can't call it with Olivia. She's not your traditional. You know, she is a how did you get this job type of person? Uh, yes, yes. Um, she pissed me off in the kitchen with uh with Michael. 
The beginning, the opening kitchen scene, or the ending kitchen scene? The the oh well, both. <laughs> <laughs> yes, both. But that whole comment, like, um, what did she say? Too bad that he didn't kill you. We could have gotten them all. Because uh, mm -hmm. that's the thing with Rico, you know, if one person does it, everybody does it. I know that Rosie Perez, the actor, wanted to approach Olivia from a different perspective. But I want to whip her ass. <laughs> yeah. I want to fight her. She's not great. She's yeah. not great. I think she would be more tolerable if she was good at what she did. But it seems like every single episode she's grasping at straws. And like, don't be this um just flippant with your career yeah. and make jokes about my life in the process. Yeah, that part. Because at the end of the day, you are leaving me out here too dry. Like you put me in a position to where if they found that if I didn't find that tracking device or that um listening monitor and mm -hmm. they did, I would be dead. And this would be on your hands. And you would have to know that. She's not good at her job. Nor you would have to know on, that they're going to search me. On top of that, I don't think that she, I think most government officials, when they have um, CIs or mm -hmm. informants, I don't think they care about them. I think you see this across most shows with yeah. that. I yeah. think they look at them as a, a human life. Every now and then, but it's usually too late when it's reached that point mm -hmm. when they start actually seeing the human in them. Um, so, as a blanket, I think that's true, but Olivia, even more so. I, I believe her when she said that joke, and that's part of the reason why you want to whoop her ass because you yeah, don't take that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and she just, you know, uh, Carmine came back and he's telling everything that happened and gun to my head. Like, Carmine Conti's back in town. That, that's, that's all you took from that? Like, Right. Yes, that's kind of it is. That's what she, that's all she care about. But she doesn't think she doesn't play chess. She plays checkers. One hundred. Like she is only thinking a move ahead. She does not see the big picture. I don't think she has a plan. Like even if you catch these people, like what are you going to do? Like what's your case? What case are you building? What's your paperwork look like? <laughs> you feel me? We still don't know. Other than she wants to take the Baxters down, she like Quinn, like Molly, needs a win. After she do whatever case uh, up in New York, you know, so she needs to catch a big fish. Um, even if that's the Baxter and whomever they're related with, related to, you know, so I'm really interested. What did you think of you? You hinted at the last scene. What did you think of the last scene with um, Costello and Olivia. So, so all right. So I'm one of those people that I watched the previously on Your Honor. Mm -hmm. I watched the intro, and mm -hmm. because it tells you what your episode is leading up to, some stuff that you hadn't seen. So I knew that they open up with some Costello stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, then Costello's going to be in this episode. So when we get the scene with her um, getting called down to the precinct, like, hey, this guy made an interesting story. It might be bullshit, but you might want to. I think you want to hear it. Um, I knew that something was going on. But I didn't know what it was pertaining. But my initial thought was, because I felt this from the middle of season one, like there's something going on with Robin's murder that's not being discussed. You said and that. I love, I love the fact that this show has so much other things going on that they can kind of deceive you. Now, the fact that this has been on my radar for a while, I was, yeah. you know, my, my antennas were up a little bit more. But at the same time, I didn't I didn't know they were going to take it there. That was just me. And, you know, I could have been 100 percent wrong. Mm -hmm. But when she laid it out and mentioned you lied about where you were, where were you the night of your wife's murder? Yeah. What? Like, what? Shocked me. Oh, cool. <laughs> First of all, I'm like, cool. So I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I'm glad that they are covering this because I have reached the point where Lee gone. Lee gone. Yeah, she's gone. So I'm, 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 I'm getting rid of the things that need to be getting rid, uh, gotten rid of. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm cool with Lee, but I didn't want them to leave that storyline with Robin. So I'm yeah. glad they back on it. I think I, I told y'all earlier, I think little Mo was the one that ha was having the affair with Robin. Um, okay. I do not think that I do not think that Michael killed Robin, but I think he hired someone to do so. Uh -huh. And it didn't uh -huh. go like he planned. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably why Adam was met with such resentment when he showed up to the scene during 
the first uh, moments of episode one, mm -hmm. season one. Yeah. Because they knew what was going on, and bro, why are you here? They knew that car. Mm-hmm. So there was more. There was a whole, and it's all coming together, and that's just great writing. Whenever you can stretch a story that you haven't even really given us details on, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's going to develop out in these next five episodes, and we're going to see, we're going to see Michael and Judge Desi Auto mode. Yeah. What's his story? How are we going to get it together? I, for the longest, it seems like, what you say? He's got to fight. For the longest, it seems like he was just going to sit there and take whatever's coming to him, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't really care. I'll tell you whatever. I think now his wheels are going to be spinning like, all right, now I got to get out of this. That's it. That's it. And we don't know who's implicated. We don't know who's involved in this. So who is this guy that and he doesn't he doesn't have any reach. He can't reach out to anybody and say, take care of this guy making this statement. I couldn't figure out who that was in my mind. And I know that that's not the way the day goes or the way the TV even flows. But I was like, wait a minute. Is this mowing here? Who the fuck is this nigga? And how is he germane to the case, to the story? I'm I'm at a loss. Um, I still don't know if Little Mo was sleeping with Robin. Maybe he Little Mo was whether he was sleeping with her or not. I don't know. But Little Mo was in that picture He's covering involved. his face with that hat on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell you, man. I'm telling you, I would die on that hill. I. I'm intrigued and my ears are peaked because I need to know what happened. I need to know what happened. Um, we can get on, we can transition into little Mo. I think big yeah. Mo is moving ridiculous. Yeah. we Let's transition. But before we do, I just want to say this real quick. Mm -hmm. um, at the very beginning, when we were discussing parts 11 and 12, Mm -hmm. I mentioned how Michael is someone who we are shown has redeeming qualities mm -hmm. and that we are told um, and visibly told, you know, this is a good person. Yeah. This guy right here is a good guy. Mm -hmm. This Robin storyline that we're about to get is about to really solidify what type of person Michael really, really, really is. Is he the judge that we saw? that had grace and mercy for Kofi's mom and that undressed the lion officer on the stand? Or was he really just a piece of shit that let Kofi die for something that he knew he didn't do and let the Baxters run things so he can cover his own self? Like what kind of person is Michael? Um, I think two, the, the, things the, two things can be true. I was just about to say, that's kind of the, the, the duality we all live in. Um, we might see ourselves differently than other people see us. Absolutely. Because we know our intent and we know our heart and we know what was pure and we know the meaning behind it. You know, the, the famous quote, uh, the road to hell was paved with great, with good intentions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that's going to be I up for us to decide, but I have no idea what, what Michael did. Michael's on his OJ. Um, set his wife up. And I, th I think I'll say this. Uh, I am, I've been a part of, I've been a villain in multiple people's stories, which fine. Like uh, that. But I'm a kind, sweet, gentle lady. My goodness. <laughs> oh, nah, they describe you as Alonzo in training. <laughs> foolishness, foolishness. But what Beautiful. I will say, and I believe I said it in, um, in our recap episode essentially but I don't think that Adam's murder is the first one Michael has covered up I didn't think that it was Robin but I think that you know he just had some other skeletons in his closet I think you know him and Charlie was into some shit they may have done some things seen some things um and now with the resurgence of this unknown character who was pulled over in a stolen vehicle, here we are, another black man with a stolen car in New Orleans tied to the Desiato family in some way. Like, what the fuck? Um, 
I'm I'm interested in to see what we get next week with Michael. That's something I'm really curious about. How did Michael's name even get floated around in this interrogation room? Like, what was going on with my man's that this even became a topic of discussion? Like, I'm sure he had it. He must have said, because if you do something like that, you keep that in your back pocket. It's like a get out of jail free card almost. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, I did this that one time. I'm not going to say anything, but if I ever get jammed up, I'm going to mention this. And that's what it seems like happened. So it must have been pretty, pretty, pretty extreme. But they for him to even it think all about sounds that. like bullshit. The first officer said it all sounds like bullshit, but you know, it might be something. I don't know that it was Michael's name that was mentioned. I think I that it could have been Robin's name that was mentioned. Mm, or the car. Or the car, something because again, you've stolen a vehicle. I really can't wait. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that's that's obviously the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to in these last five episodes. So the episode ended with a banger. But you mentioned going on to the Mo's, um, Big Mo, Little Mo. So we'll, we'll have some desired conversation. Um, what were you going to ask me originally? You said Mo's moving ridiculously, right? Big I think so. I understand that Little Mo crossed her, quote unquote, with disappearing Eugene. 100%. I get that. But, but, but. Little Mo is absolutely correct. You cannot renege on the cartel. Can't. And Big Mo, you know that too. Mm-hmm. So, to put the deal off solely on Little Mo, I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with that. And I know you have to be the big boss, and that's fine. But this is your error. This we had a binding verbal agreement to his point. You going back on your word. Mm-hmm. You changed your mind and you got pressure with the uh with the club, but this money is gone. What would you have done? You know what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't for the deal with Gina uh trying to sabotage Mo's deal. What would you have done without that money? You know what I'm saying? I, that's a question that I didn't quite understand. How else would you have floated or paid for, bought this club, be it not for <laughs> this unmarked cash that you just got, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I was right about Ricardo not knowing anybody in New Orleans. <laughs> hmm Yep. He said, uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't, he doesn't know anybody. He's moving crazy, actually. Yeah, desperate. Everybody is moving nuts because they're desperate, and that's when mistakes are made. Without question. And Big Mo knows she's wrong. She knows she messed that up. And it's been discussed amongst a few episodes. Little Mo was on the phone when she made the call, mm-hmm. and he told her, like, you do you know what happens if we back out of this deal right now? Mm-hmm. When Little mm-hmm. Mo was tied up. In this episode, he said, you messed up that cartel deal. That's it. Like, That's you it. did that, which I felt the same way. And I, by the time I finished watching it the second time, Little Mo's admitting, I think, excuse me, Big Mo's admitting to that is letting him go and not killing him. I think that's her own way of saying I was wrong, but you still, I'm still the boss and I got to be looked at a certain way. I think her anger came from the Eugene situation. Um, because when you're in that spot, you can't let stuff like that slide because people going, everybody else is going to look at you like you're weak. Yeah. Whether she's wrong or not, wrong or right or wrong, I got nothing to do with it at that point. Uh, yeah, you're right there. But I disagree. I think that she let him go because at the end of the day, that's her nephew. And okay. I can your see that. sister, your sister, who we found out took care of her, is looking at you crazy already. I can jump you out the gang, but to kill you, I don't know if I can have that blood on my hands on top yeah. of whatever we don't know happened to uh, Little Mo's parents. Because I do think that Big Mo has something to do with that. Definitely. And um, Little Mo's out here on his own right now. So that's going to be an interesting storyline. Um, I, I do want to jump real quick and we'll get back to Little Mo, Big Mo. 
I just want to jump real quick to Big Mo and Eugene's car ride. That's exactly what, well, not the car ride, but go ahead. Yeah, just the car ride. Um, there's a couple questions I have with Eugene, but just how quickly Big Mo put everything together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're starting to see the dangers of Eugene. That scene right there was, was just the sole scene we needed to know. These are the dangers of Eugene coming back. We talked oh. about it. We discussed it. There's nothing good coming back from, from that. And I know in one of the earlier episodes, I mentioned that you cannot do good when you choose this life. That's it. The moral good that us civilians and us people not in the game can live by, you mm -hmm. can't do that. Actually, if you do those things, you're leading yourself closer to death because that world doesn't operate in that manner. That's it. And Eugene was doing the morally good thing. You know, and no honor it. amongst these. You feel me? That's big. Lil Mo is big bro. Yep. I heard that he was going to die if you ain't had his bread. I wanted to make sure big bro ain't die. That's it. I brought his bread so. back. So, yes, he did the morally right thing. Even though Lil Mo didn't die per se, there's still a lot of bad that came from it. Exactly. Um, and Big, Big Mo, Mo go ahead. A Big Mo said, you know, how you know that takes brains. Coming back takes balls. And I hope you didn't trade one for the other. That's exactly Dog. the quote I was about to read. That's a bar <laughs> for one. That's a bar for one. Bruh. And for two, it better be true. And it better be true. I think that we know Eugene got balls. Like he ain't no slouch. He's he's had to grow up. One, his living conditions prior to Kofi's murder. You know, he had to step up in whatever case, even though Kofi was helping, he still couldn't just be a little boy, you know, in that sort of um impoverished situation. Everything that Eugene has experienced from his parents' home blowing up in little mode, his this shit is on me. Essentially, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, from the house blowing up, Kofi's murder, him killing Adam, having to flee to Houston and deal with essentially the life of being on the run as a young child. Eugene Justin is not dumb. He's had to be street smart. He said he got straight A's in Houston, so we know that he's book smart. Um, I don't think it can be explained enough how how much he's gone through mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for anybody. Like I'm just thinking right now, if I went through all that as a grown man, like how much that would just wear on me, let yeah. alone being 16. And maybe you're still young enough to not know any better, but he knows better. He knows that that's a whole different life and he shouldn't be living. He's got trauma. We mm -hmm. saw that in the scene when the locker slammed and he jumps. Like he's mm -hmm. just got some real trauma that he's going through and dealing with. And he's continues to make these right decisions, which makes me think that he's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I just think Eugene's too smart. I think he has, he, to Little Mo's point, he has both. I mean, Big Mo's point, he has both. Mm -hmm. He kept mm -hmm. his balls and he's smart. Yeah. Like you say, he outsmarted a whole city that was looking for him. That's it. Now, of course, he had help, but. He's going to be okay. My question for you with uh, Eugene is, is he going back to Houston? Is he going to be on that bus the next episode? Um, I want to say yes. Where's he going to go? But where is he going to go? I would like to see Little Mo on that bus as well. And while we they gotta... can't... Huh? We gotta have a we gotta have a scene with the sisters. We gotta have a scene with the sisters. We know that there's another discussion that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think that little Mo can't go. You can't show back up at uh, Sheila's house, right? We know that because ain't Cuz still in jail? <laughs> Trey is in jail still. Right, everybody's still locked up. No, as far as we know, but I am hopeful that Eugene does go back to Houston. And I hope that uh, Little Mo was with him. I would love that. Um, but Little Mo was out here in these streets. Little Mo got dumped off somewhere and he Bloody got fed for himself. And impaled. Um, and what's even crazier is that's your life. Like your whole, the only way you know how to operate in this world, he's not a civilian. Listen, <laughs> it's different when you get fired from the grocery store right. and you got to look for another job, right? Mm-hmm. He got fired from his life. Where does he pick up the pieces? Where and does he go? Family he knows. 
Like, where does he go from here? Who and who can he trust enough to? Because at this point, the word is out, mm-hmm. and ain't nobody going against Big Mo. So who's his safe haven that he can lean on? Eugene. That's still gonna be like, yo, I shouldn't be helping you right now, but Eugene, I'm, I got to. I don't see how that works. I have no idea what's gonna happen with Lil Mo. I guess it won't matter because he's about to be locked up here soon for Robin's. Uh, <laughs> he about to be brought in for questioning to see what was going on with him, and Robin. But okay, what if next episode we he knocks on Charlie's door? Lil Mo. Hmm. Charlie ain't got time for that. That's little fish. But he knows. And now Charlie had knows that the feds know that he helped hide the body or helped hide uh, the car. But does little Mo know that? Because remember that cop set that up. Right. Right. He don't have to. He's calling in his own favor. He needs help. Charlie now knows that he's compromised, whether little Mo knows he's compromised or not. That's right, because Little Mo, there was a scene where I think Little Little Mo at least saw Charlie, and everybody yeah. knows who Charlie is. They know that's the mirror. My man got yeah. billboards on, like you yeah. know the mirror of your city. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like the way man. you think, Rachel. <laughs> the people. We got to start. We, we we have to start getting creative as as far as thinking this out because there's no clear path. Like I have no idea where <laughs> Little Mo goes. And who helps them and, and things like that. I have no idea. So that is, I like that theory. Just um, think, we ain't seen him laid up with no old lady down there. He ain't had no broad. He can't go to his favorite auntie. <laughs> he can't go to his favorite auntie. <laughs> uh, how much help is Eugene going to be other than physically holding him up, you know? So I was, mm-hmm. although I sell all of that to say I wanted them to be on the bus back to Houston together. But who else? Where can he go but to Charlie? That's real. Now, he can't go anywhere else. I thought about this earlier. What if Michael was with Lee the night of Robin's murder? If Michael yeah, was with Lee? Uh-huh. Remember in season one, the mother was like, oh, you're the one. Mm. It could happen. Nothing, nothing's going to surprise me at this point. Let me not say that before they surprise the hell out of us these next few episodes. But um, I, anything's fair game. And I, I like the way you're thinking, Rachel. I already like where you're going with all of this. The wheels are turning. like where you're going with it. Can we talk turning. about Big Mo and Roderick's meeting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, Roderick pulling up unannounced. Unannounced. We got company. Which is, he's about to... This said one or two things to me. Roger got some serious, serious juice mm-hmm. as far as like who's backing him up, which is the cartel. So we know that's true. Um, and 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 Roderick is also like Olivia level at his job. Like, why are you pulling up? Not even hiding yourself from where mm-hmm. they hang out. Mm-hmm. Unfamiliar territory, just mm-hmm. sitting there. Mm-hmm. Like just sitting there. You look like food. Yeah, you an easy target. Like you see how quick they monitor. Like we got company. Mm-hmm. Put the ball at them, set them up, and now you in a position where you don't have a choice but to sit Come there on. and listen to whatever Big Mo got to take. I mean, got to say. And I love the fact that Big Mo a G. She's just she a G. Is. She's smart, man. You can really see this scene alone just shows how she got to where she is. Um, it's a little bit different from Jimmy, where you navigate the crime, like the 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 business slash. Mob world, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. They're the similar rules, but a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and Mo is just out here. Just she knows how to use her leverage. She thinks things through. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it means she has to bend on something she doesn't want to do, if it makes sense and it's going to be the most productive outcome, she mentioned she, he Roger was not in any position to negotiate. Not at all. But yet and still, oh. she saw the big picture. And said, all right, this dude do work for the cartel. I'm offering 10%. He say 20. Even though I can tell him to get the fuck up out of here and take this 10, it's going to be in the best interest long term for me to at least split the difference and go 15. We got to leave on some kind of good faith agreement. Because if I do get rid of you here, Roderick did mention, like, the people I know, they ain't negotiating. They can come here real quick and shut everything down. 
So yes. I love her knowledge and um, just the way she can get things done. Um, I think they both were desperate, though. I They both had to make a deal. Facts. Because Roger, you can't go back to the cartel with nothing. Mm-hmm. Big Mo. You can't not present something to the cartel. Y'all both have to come to an agreement. And I think that's why we saw that. Yeah, she could have killed him. But um, Charlie was on your ass for them seven dope murders. Yeah. Homicide. I don't know. I guess murders. You would call them that because they overdose on your product. Yeah, they would charge that. They would charge her with murder for that. Mm-hmm. They could build a case. So you're absolutely right. <sighs> Man, <laughs> yeah, they both had to do it. They both knew we we're in a position where we can't leave. We can't walk out of here without a deal. That's it. And I wonder That's what Roger's plan was. Like, what was his initial plan? Like, how did he think that was going to end? You ain't got no backup. Like, you ain't got. You don't even know how to navigate these streets. Like, right? I don't know. You thought you was just gonna roll up on them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't maybe know what maybe demand little more. Maybe demand your money. Do you think I pay attention to everything because especially the small stuff, because it has to have a meaning. Mm-hmm. Janelle, Big Mo's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That speech that she gave her when she walked in on Lil Mo tied up. Yeah. Um, they went to the car and, you know, you know what I do. Yada, yada, yada. And Janelle told her pretty much, you know, if that's how you treat family, I don't know what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. How much of that do you think had to play into Big Mo's decision to let Little Mo go? I know Sign- I asked earlier. Significant. But... Okay. Significant. And quiet as it's kept, I think that Big Mo, that's probably the first time she was embarrassed about who she is and what she does. You hmm. can say, yeah, we got a don't ask, don't tell situation. But here is the only place that I'm soft. Here's my soft landing looking at me like I'm a monster because maybe deep down I am. I can take my sister not fucking with me because eh, sisters. Yeah. But this woman that I love you're afraid of me? Mm-hmm. You think that I would do this to you but I low-key probably would if I had to. If I got my fucking nephew namesake chained up in the basement not even a basement in broad daylight, just with the doors locked, you know, and not too locked. Because how did she get in? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It's uh, you, you could tell that was Janelle's first time seeing that. She didn't really even see anything, but she mm-hmm. she saw the world that she's in. Yeah. She saw how real it can get. Yep. And seeing it and knowing it are two completely different, different things. things. It reminds me of, and I know uh, it reminds me of um. You know, they talked about this a lot with Ray Rice, right? Mm-hmm. NFL mm-hmm. player, former NFL player. Um, everybody, I'm sure, knows about the video of him, you know, physically assaulting his wife or might have been fiance at the time. The interesting thing about that investigation and why it became a scandal in the NFL was in high waters because they knew everything that was on the tape. Mm-hmm. Okay, They knew like there was nothing he lied about. He, he yeah. came forward about everything that he did wrong in that tape. It wasn't until the tape was released that he was suspended for the year and everything else because it is different when you hear something and then you see it. You see it. And when you see it, you can't unsee it. Because how many details you knew. You know, they say believe none of what you hear, only half of what you see, all of that. But you can hear something and it not matter. But the truth of believing your own two eyes and having to reconcile that is a whole different beast. And maybe, yeah, you could walk in on something and it not quite be what you think it is. But I'm walking in on you having your nephew chained up, even if it was just a zip tie, but <laughs> chained up. And she's a musician. She's not deaf. I can right. hear you saying as my left hand or as my right hand, what the fuck I'm supposed to do with you, but as my, as my nephew, what the fuck am I supposed to do with you? You know? Mm-hmm. 
ain't you gotta think she knows little Mo. Janelle had, I'm sure she has some type of relationship with little Mo. Exactly that. Exactly that. That's not a random soldier. <laughs> right. That's your nephew. Namesake. Right hand man. Mm-hmm. So if again, and I said it last week. If you will betray this person who you have all these links and bounds and ties and your lives intersect one each other with each other in flow, how are you going to do me without all of that? What does love have to do with it? <laughs> Man, it's just a game. I just play it to play it. Because that's your nephew that you love. Yeah, that's real. That's a great, hey, you, that was a very, very great point you just brought up, Rachel. I didn't think about the embarrassment part of it, mm -hmm. but I can see it. I can definitely see that. And what? that is her soft spot. And that's her, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see more a follow-up of Janelle in that conversation. And uh, that's going to be a big part of Big Mo's decisions. Because that's the forward. thing. Once the person that you love sees you differently, I can know whatever. But once I see you differently, eh. We really can't come back. Yeah. It's it a, and it's a huge uphill battle. I don't trust you. And I'm scared that I'm going to be next on your chopping block. Oh, mm -hmm. let me not put you off. Hate to be chained up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm Hate weak. Hate for one of your men to have to come get me. <laughs> oh. You got anything else to cover with Desire before we move on to the Baxters? Uh, nah, but ain't no loyalty, man. I thought it was really powerful that, um, he said, when Eugene asked, was you and Kofi friends? He said, you either have friends or soldiers mm -hmm. and not both. And then we see these people, the rest of the soldiers who little Mo had looked out for probably who knows how many times we either got friends or soldiers. We saw that when, um, Two things before we move on to the Baxters, mm -hmm. to what you just said. Great point. I'm glad you mentioned it. I mentioned I meant to bring up that line or that moment uh, when Eugene asked him if him and Kofi were when he asked Little Mo if him and Kofi were friends, mm -hmm. um, because that just goes into showing how young Eugene is. Yeah, you're a kid. It's that naivete that that mm -hmm. you know. I, I love that line. Um, like I said, he's smart for who he is, but he's so young in this crazy world. Yeah. The second part about you got friends and soldiers. When we first see little Mo chained up mm -hmm. or zip tied up, mm -hmm. he's telling the other two that drove him back from Houston. I gotta take a piss. Yeah, which was cold for let me go. Let me go. Yeah, like, you know we we knew that he didn't know where the money was at that point. He didn't know that Big Mo had the money. Right. But like let me go. Like I looked. I would. You know all the times I looked out for y'all. Like mm -hmm. they looked at him dead in his face. Like you. We know what's gonna happen to us if we let you go. Yep. This ain't no friend, bro. We ain't friends. We are soldiers for Big Mo. We were your soldiers, but now you on Big Mo bad side. She outranks you, bro. So it is what it is. I don't care what you've done for me in the past. I don't care how many times you've looked out. I know that my life, once again, you cannot do any moral good That's it. without suffering consequences when you're in that world. If I do the moral good thing and let you go, I am dying. Big Mo is not having it. That's, That's it. just kind of what it is, bro. He knows that. We all know it. Great point. Great point. It's an evil world we live in. <laughs> evil world we live in. <laughs> Shout out to Future, man. Shout out to him. Baxters. Mm. Gina got some pastry skills. Yeah. In the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry, man. <laughs> um, Shout out to, to the Italians. Shout out to the Italians. Shout out to cannolis. Mm -hmm. um, reminds me of Godfather Part 1. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. If you're a Godfather Part 1 fan, you know exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. And that scene itself, her walking in the kitchen, told me a couple things. A, there's more to Gina than what we know. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's something as arbitrary as being you know, a dessert chef, or I'm sure pastry chef, I'm sure is what, I think that's what they call them. Yeah. She just has certain skills that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. And she commands everything. She commanded the kitchen. Yeah. Took it over. Got everybody together. Tradition means a lot to her, as we know. Mm -hmm. Made sure that everybody's going to eat. Jimmy was kind of like. I 
thought she was poisoning the nigga. I'm not gonna hold you. And I, that, that's a look he gave. Like I'm not about to eat this. Like, right? You about to try to get me up out of here? Yeah. But her kind of reaffirming like what you did tonight was bullshit. And just that closing line. Eat your fucking Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She she's ho she be hoeing Jimmy. Yes, she does. It's wild to me. She be hoeing Jimmy. <laughs> um, but outside of Gina, Carmine. Let's talk about Carmine a little bit. Let's talk about him. While he's yet to make a huge splash, he has a presence about him. Very much so. Certainly has a presence about him. Um, the patronizing manner that he talks to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I think the morning after the party, Jimmy comes to the table late, late day, to, late start to the work day. <laughs> um, asking him, asking him how he's planning to secure the waterfront deal. Reminding Jimmy that he hasn't done shit without the Conti name. Yeah. You know, you built this. You, the Baxter business was built on the Conti name. Mm-hmm. Um, knocking off the mayor is light work. We've hunted bigger fish than or a bigger game than that. That's like, it. They live from like we don't talk about this. We live it. We live it. Yeah. All the things that Gina has been saying. Mm-hmm. Gina is her father, and if in their discussion, their private talk, where Gina mentioned wanting to lead that nigga, um. Carmine says he's a lot like your mother. And she says, I wish she was more like you. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that Gina and her mother also had problems like she and Fia. I could see that 100%. Uh, and that she really, really loves, not just loves her father, but admires the strength and the fear that he invokes in people, the power that he has. That is what she likes. That is what she wants. That is who she is. Mm-hmm. Wrong moves and all. Wrong moves and all. I think for I think she tries. Well, I think she has her father's blood in her. Mm-hmm. But she's not her father. Right. And there's certain things that her father can do that she can't. Yeah. She's overzealous. Mm-hmm. And she tries to move in that oper- that thing as well. And, and that's where those wrong moves come from, you know. Yeah, putting a little bit too much dip on her chip. Yeah, <laughs> and even though it hasn't come back to to haunt her yet, mm-hmm. you can't make these moves without them haunting you. You can't get away from this without any kind of uh marks. Yep. yep. So the other foot is gonna drop on Gina. Mm-hmm. It just has to. It has to. Um, but it is an interesting pairing between her and Carmine because. He is going to. There was the moment. There's a scene where Jimmy goes to the butcher shop to mm-hmm. talk to uh, Michael about Charlie and getting mm-hmm. his waterfront deal. And yes, we talk about Jimmy being a chess player, him being smart, but I do believe there's a line he said when he said, Other people, if you don't get Charlie to agree, I'm afraid other people are gonna have to be involved, like my mm-hmm. father in law, and I don't want that to happen. And I honestly believe Jimmy does not want that to happen 100%. One hundred percent, and not just from a I don't want to have to I don't want anybody to have to die for this shit, but just in I'll never live this down if mm-hmm. it's involved. Mm-hmm. And you saw that as a scene uh, with the scene towards the end of the episode mm-hmm. where Jimmy finally is showing us like why he's successful, yeah, and that he's the head of a family. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of had to eat crow throughout a lot of this episode. And when they were arguing, when Gina and Fia were arguing at the dinner at the hotel, and he kind of slammed the table, like Enough. stood up for himself. He stood up for himself to Carmine, told him that he's he's not answering any questions. That's he's going to run his family how he sees fit. He was smart enough to know when to put everybody in place and also give compliments where he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, came up with a good, you know, they got everything they wanted as far as the baptism. Yeah. Um, Fia, you know, told him, okay, we'll have the baptism. Carlo's going to be the godfather. Terrible choice, but whatever. And shit, he, shit, Gina gave him a rub that night. That's negotiation 101. You feel That's me? It. He got That's a little tug from Gina. Who else would be the godfather but not Carlo? He's the closest person to Fia. Yeah, he has to be, especially in that, like, in that, you know, the Catholic Church, Italian. That's a real big thing. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't surprise me. It's mm-hmm. just from the outside looking in, I'm like, oh, no, there's no way Carla would ever be anybody's godfather. But um, I get it. I understand. It doesn't surprise me. 
I wrote down, it's very interesting that Bia and Carlo are so close and she can't stand her parents. He was right in the discussion that the two of them had. I'm just like them. You're the different one. I'm just like them. You know what? That is very interesting. I can only chalk that up to the sibling bond mm -hmm. they have. Um, that's the only thing I can chalk it up to because I do think the same thing. I, I would I would imagine that Carlo would be in the same position as her parents mm -hmm. as far as how she views them. Um, but there is some kind of uh, let me say it like this: the only time I really like Carlo is when he's talking with, with you. Yeah, that's the only time I like him. I, I actually kind of see him as more than just a um, a privileged fuck up. Like this yeah. guy actually has a he has a he has a he mean he means well for Fia. He's softer with her. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like there's a front. Like he, this is authentic self in a sense. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's as ready for that world as he's believes as he, he is. He is exactly he that. Is. I don't think he is, mm -hmm. and I think that he's more of who we see with Fia than he is. You took who he's the trying words. To you took the words. You took the words right out of my damn mouth. Exactly that. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, and he wants to be that. But he can't because his mother, yeah, will not allow him to be so. Will not. She has a hold on him, and it is not going anywhere. She's trying to groom him to be a mini Carmine. Yeah, that's exactly what she wants. Not even a Jimmy Carmine. Yeah, she wants him to be Carmine. Like if if it if it was up to her, she would want she would want him to Carlo to change his name to Conti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, like no question about it. Like this Baxter name is just a name. Like that's that ain't shit. So, listen, we talked about it earlier. I'm I'm sorry. Is there anything else about the Baxters you wanted to discuss? Uh -uh, um, I was just gonna say we talked about it earlier. This can literally go Anywhere seven, eight different ways. Have no idea how these last five episodes are gonna unfold. Yeah. I do feel bad for Fia because she really, really wants Michael in her life mm -hmm. in, in baby Rocco's life. She really, really does. And I think Michael wants to be there. I do as well. I've, I've, I think I've just chalked off Fia as she's just going to have to pick up whatever pieces are left. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the role that she's in right now. Um, while she plays an important role and <laughs> she is really important to the Michael storyline mm -hmm. as far as his, you know, his purpose and the humanity. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that, I don't think there's anything she can do except for waiting to see how hard this unfolds. And yeah. like I said, pick up whatever pieces are left. Cause we have no idea mm -hmm. what's going to happen to Michael. What's going to happen to Carlo. Like people are going to die. People are going to die and people are going to jail. That is, there's a clear fact. <laughs> how it works out i'm not sure um but i believe that i've seen enough throughout 15 episodes mm -hmm. this show has incredible writing yes i mentioned earlier um when i say earlier i mean in a previous episode that knowing that this was only supposed to be one season brian cranston would not have agreed to come back had he not read the script and realized that you're doing the story justice and it's going to be even better yeah and like I said, this is the beginning of the wild, the wild nature that we're going to witness in these next five episodes. Mm -hmm. And I cannot wait because I have no idea what's going to happen. But I told you already, I've told all y'all out there listening, Robin's murder. I cannot wait to see this unfold. You put that in on top of everything else we got going on. Come on, man. There's no way these episodes can be bad. Did I say that Charlie has something to do with Robin's murder in the recap episode? I feel like I did. I believe you did when we were talking about just Charlie got some. You, you just said Charlie had something to him. He he got some dirt on him. Um, and it's all coming to fruition. So, man. Mm, mm, mm. The wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. I can't. Listen, I can't wait. Um, and we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there, y'all. That's so, fine. we really want to hear from y'all. 
Like, even if it doesn't have to be anything, you can just hit us up just to talk about the episode. We'll just give our own personal thoughts like we did here and expand upon the conversation. But um, I can't say again how much Rachel and myself appreciate y'all for listening. Absolutely. Uh, tuning in to us, um, sharing common interests, which is television and a great show like Your Honor. Uh, you know, we're honored to, no pun, uh, but we're honored to talk about this with y'all every single week. Uh, as we always mention, me and Rachel are going to do this anyway. We were going to have these conversations regardless. So the fact that we can share them with y'all and get your feedback, that's always important to us. And we appreciate you taking time out of your day. Um, we mentioned earlier that we have Harlem as well on Amazon. We've been doing episodes for that. So that's one that we got y'all feed as well. And the Culture Garden, Romance Month is going on. We did Malcolm and Marie this past Wednesday, or excuse me, this past Thursday. We have another episode releasing for you this upcoming Thursday. Um, looking forward to discussing that with you. We got a lot going on, man. We've been doing yeah, a lot. Like it. It's been fun. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be lighter than Malcolm and Marie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun. We appreciate y'all. Uh, we really look forward to recording, even though it is like I mentioned a lot. And, you know, we're picking up our own pace. We, we At the max, we've done like one a week. So doing television and adding these extra recordings in has been a lot. But I find myself turning on this mic and talking to Rachel and just being excited to go through all of it. So, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Rachel, shout out to you. I love you. You already shout know that. I love you. I love y'all, too, out in listener land. Definitely, definitely. So we'll see y'all next week, part 16. It's going to be a doozy. I'm calling it. It's going to be a doozy. I'm excited. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. So until then, y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Was this all rise? <laughs> Bye. Bye.